Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special episode of the Event Manager Podcast by Skiff Meetings. This episode is all about event trends, specifically event trends and meeting trends for 2023. And we're doing this based on our recent report, the State of Business Events, that we released with a number of statistics and really taking a temperature check on how the industry is doing and also as a preview to our event coming up on Wednesday, the 7th of December. So if you're listening to this podcast just as it's been released, then you can still sign up or you can sign up later and catch up on demand. But we have an event on December the 7th and that is uh 2023 Event Trends Summit. It is an event all based around trends. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the event, but more about what trends we're seeing and what we are predicting for next year. So hopefully this will be interesting for you to listen to. And also, uh, if you're listening to this way after the event happened or already in 2023 or even later, maybe you can look back and see if we were right, if there were, these trends were really happening, if that was really what we were thinking about when we were in 2023, uh, because there's a lot of uncertainty and as much as we'd like to um, think that we can predict what's coming up ahead is a hard thing to do and we can never get it completely right. So really interesting to look back and uh, figure out what's going on. And now for a word from our sponsors, PHL Life Sciences, a division of the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. Host your convention or trade show in Philadelphia, one of America's leading life sciences hubs. PHL Life Sciences, the first and only CVB division of its kind, will connect you to the professionals at the forefront of your industry and to a culture you can only find in Philadelphia. A city known for its rich history that's forging a bright future, Philadelphia challenges the expected and defies convention. A world of discovery is waiting. Visit phllife.com to learn more. So let's jump in. What are the 2023 event trends that we are looking at? Um, the first thing that we're looking at is the idea of um, new rules of travel planning, the idea that we are traveling differently, uh, the idea that the way we select destinations, the way we choose or how we choose if we're going to travel, to attend an event, to go to a meeting, to uh, go on a sales call, whatever it is, that has changed or is changing, and we think that it's going to continue to change in 2023. Um, you know, there are reports out from a number of different sources, including GBTA, talking about business travel really recovering quite well, maybe not as well as uh, leisure travel, but business travel seems to be recovering pretty well. And a lot of predictions of maybe 23, 24, looking at kind of coming close or at 2019 numbers. But really, we're interested in, in how those things are changing, not so much in overall numbers, but in the selection of destinations and where people are going and when people are going. And is this trend of pleasure really happening? Are people traveling the whole week rather than just for the weekend, but then doing a number of leisure activities at the same time? A lot of statistics suggest that yes, uh, but we want to hear the stories. We want to hear, we want to see the data really. Um, so for our event coming up on Wednesday, we have Catherine Cholet, the CEO of Global TMC Partners, who has a lot of data uh, 
from the incentive travel and from the destination management company kind of perspective. And also Nancy Tudorash, the regional vice president of the Americas for GBTA, who's going to be talking more from the business travel perspective. So we figured there are two experts that can tell us how um, travel is changing. So Catherine will talk to us a little bit about destination selection and how um, incentives and travel around incentivizing companies or luxury kind of group business travel is taking place and how is that really changing um, and of course the big kind of overarching theme as well with, with the idea of travel change is the impact of the COVID pandemic um, the remote work experience that a lot of companies are in right now and how does the economic uncertainty really impact that as well so there's a lot of kind of uncertainty in the air about how these things all play together there are companies you know letting a lot of people go particularly in the tech area and very kind of shaky economic terms uh, for next year so how does that play out are business travel budgets being slashed are people deciding to travel less are only senior people traveling as opposed to more junior people a lot of uncertainty the numbers are looking good at the moment and the predictions are positive but i want to understand from these experts what is really happening and what can we tell at this point so nancy tudorash regional vice president of the americas for gdbta will also be able to answer things from a much more generic uh, business travel perspective but i think incredibly useful for our industry another theme that we are looking at another trend is this idea of designing meetings um, more intentionally but also designing with time uh, as a main focus and what we mean by this is that more than ever we feel that business events and all types of business events are under pressure uh, to really deliver results and i think participants we like to refer to them as participants and not so much attendees participants like to participate um, so with participants wanting to participate, wanting to take action, wanting to do things at events, this is not something that we've, um, this is not new, but it's something that I think has become even more important because we've realized as we've experienced a lot of uh, virtual events, a lot of online activity, that we can do a lot of things around information, around watching sessions, around consuming content online. So if we're coming in person, if we're traveling to an event, and we're being asked to do things that we could easily do online, it doesn't feel right. It feels like a big, uh, not a great use of our time. And so we're asking um, experts to come and talk to us about this idea of how do we plan to really make the best use of time for everybody in the room, for all the different stakeholders at an event. And the person that's going to be talking with us about this is Greg Bogue, the Chief Experience Architect at Maritz Global Design, part of Maritz Global Events. Um, he really likes this idea of the evolution of event planning uh, from event planning to designing time. And I think this is particularly fascinating kind of perspective, because if we think about the huge amount of time that people spend at meetings and events and how much that costs companies, it's important to make sure we design all that time very uh, intentionally and really 
look at things in the best way possible so that we can maximize our use of time. So that goes from anywhere from a sort of practical, logistical implications and kind of conference agendas and those kind of things. But Greg believes, or Bogue believes, that this experience really is it goes further than that. It's about participants controlling their own experience. Um, so that means what content they consumed, even how they use a venue and the kind of sessions that are that they're going to participate in. This is something that is a little bit cutting edge, a little bit daring. I think some companies, uh, including us, when we did our Skift Meetings Innovation Lab at IMX America, we left the content very open-ended so that the participants could really choose what they wanted to talk about and how they wanted to interact. And that produces really good results. At least in our experience, we see some really positive uh, experience from the attendees. Um, there is some you know, curation or some management of the experience that is needed, but the more we give control of the experience to participants, the more they enjoy that interaction and the more they can really um, they can really create their own experience and create their own uh, outcomes in some ways. So we believe that this is something that is more prevalent and uh, that in 2023 we're going to see a lot more of. So we think it's a big trend coming up. So another thing that we're looking at, and these are all linked in some ways, but of course there are different trends that can impact the events and meetings industry in a, in a different way. So um, we believe that with remote teams, with hybrid teams, there's a, an increased need in creating events around that, events that really boost remote teams, that boost that company culture, that connect people more than ever. Uh, I think speaking from my own experience, I only met most of my Skift colleagues uh, over over a year into being at the job and and that was something that was different for me that never happened to me before I've been working remotely for about uh, four years now but working with Skift now for a year and a half when I met everybody it was already one year into my experience and so one year of working fully remote um, is different and so when you meet people having the opportunity to really connect to get to know each other, but also to get to understand the, the relationships and how people within a company are connected and how they interact with each other is super important. Um, and so I think there there is a need or there will be a need in the future or you know, going forward, as long as we are remote and hybrid teams to create more events. And these can be small events, they can be large events, all different types of initiatives to gather people together. And events are just a great way to do that. So we're going to talk a little bit more about us, but we feel like this trend of events that boost remote teams is something that's going to stick around. And at the event on Wednesday, we have Yurai Holub, the co-founder of a new company, Remote People, is going to be talking about us, talking about this with us. And um, he's going to be talking about understanding what these events look like, this kind of team building and company culture events. And are they different now than they were before? Um, there is a long history in the events industry of, of creating kind of team building activities and, and kind of company culture events, but these feel much more prevalent now. They much feel much more widespread. And so if we're planning for these for a whole company rather than a team or different ways that we want to do that with different companies and different people spread out all around the world, I think those are those quite interesting things to look at and understand how this benefits the industry because hopefully this means more events uh, probably more smaller events or more uh, co-located events or in some ways co-locating teams within a company but it could be also 
that companies decide to do team-wide events and do this for thousands and thousands of people. Uh, it's hard to do, I think, when it's when it's really big, but it is also a possibility. And understanding how these are different from the past is, is really interesting. And how can they really build that remote work culture and maybe be a part of a solution to companies that do want to be completely remote and offer those kind of benefits to their teams, but also try to connect those teams together, which is always hard to kind of have the best of both worlds. Are you ready to celebrate your successes in the world of meetings and events? The Skift Meetings Awards are back for 2024, recognizing the most innovative business events companies across 15 categories, and we want you to be a part of it. Winners will feature on Skift Meetings, sending a clear signal to events professionals around the world that these are partners they can rely on. The final deadline for submissions is June 11th. We encourage you to start your submission today to secure the best entry rates. For more information and to start your submission, head to live.skift.com. So the next trend we're looking at is this idea of taking intentionality really seriously. We've heard this idea of events being intentional for a while now. Uh, some uh, authors like Tahira and Dean even created uh, intentional design for events or, or kind of uh, coined that phrase. But we haven't really understood what that means or, or kind of how to really make it work in practice. So Lisa Vogel, the field event marketing leader at WebEx Events, formerly Socio, is going to be joining us on Wednesday and talking a little bit about this opportunity. And, and a lot of this is really about uh, really about personalization, really about creating things that we, we believe or that our attendees and participants choose that they want and then actually making them happen. Uh, and making the the activities, the content, or anything in between uh, in and around events, be they virtual or in-person, hyper-focused. So kind of custom-made for the audience. And I think if we can do that, or at least if we can make attendees feel that way, feel that the content or things around an event are really specially made for them or they feel really connected with that um, I think that's a big win so this idea of intentionality intentional content and not just inspirational content but intentional um, and I think Lisa will go a little bit into more detail about how to make that work in practice and how to really understand the audience so that we can really uh, ace that and, and make that really happen of course one topic that is definitely not going away is diversity and inclusion, diversity, equity and inclusion, if you will, um, particularly the part of inclusion. I feel that we've gone through the idea of diversity, or at least we see a lot of organizations trying to improve their leadership, um, the diversity within their leadership, the diversity within their workforce. We see better gender balances also happening across the industry, which are all good news. I'm not saying by any means it's perfect, but it's definitely heading in a better direction, or at least it's more acknowledged than people are looking at it. Now, when it comes to inclusivity, I think we're still quite far away. Uh, and I think that's definitely going to be a trend of 2023 to really make events more inclusive in practice. 
And there are a number of challenges here that I think it will be hard to overcome because really being inclusive, you have to take into consideration a whole number of challenges, be they, be they accessibility, be they uh, neurodiversity, um, lots of different things that, that can be challenging. And when you make an event more inclusive for one um, audience or one type of challenge, it may be actually making it worse for people with a different challenge. So it's very hard to do it right. And I think it'd be really interesting to see events, see what events do and, and how to kind of improve and how to build on that as we go. Um, on Wednesday at the 2023 event Trend Summit, Ashanti Penteldua, the CEO of Good Soil Leaders, is going to be talking to us a little bit about this. And, and she talks about morality versus practicality. Uh, and I think that's really interesting in the sense of morally, we all want to do the right thing. We want to do the correct thing. We want to be inclusive. But in practice, that's not an easy thing to do or not an easy thing to achieve. So what can we realistically hope for and how can events practically change in 2023? Um, really, you know, in, in some ways, it's understanding diversity and acting on inclusivity and overcoming those challenges to make events really inclusive. And what I'd like to analyze or really consider in 2023 is to start seeing tangible benefits be they extra revenue or good press or anything else around this idea of events being more inclusive. And I think that's going to be a real game changer. So I'm looking forward to tracking that trend going forward. So another trend that we're looking at is event marketing, uh, getting people to register for events. Um, and this idea that attracting attendees is harder now than ever. Um, we don't have you know, data about exactly why that is. But in general, most events are finding it quite hard to attract attendees. And and we we assume or we kind of predict that that's to do with remote workforces, with also the economic uh, uncertainty and people maybe not wanting to spend their budget on, on events that they're not sure will deliver for them, but also just not being as willing to travel and having a nice remote work setup, then making it making that extra hard for people to to then get out of their routine and go on the road when it's not something that they're necessarily want to do on a personal level. So um, Nicola Kastner will be talking about that with us, event marketing in general, and she's the founder of the Event Strategist, and she'll be talking about you know this idea of keeping the big picture in mind when we're looking at marketing of events um, it's easy to get stuck on figures on instant success on short-term results and sometimes even on putting for short-term results before long-term strategy and that's very dangerous because you may be able to get extra people to come to an event but if that event isn't right for them or or you've kind of you know, paid a lot of money to get them to register and then it doesn't really work for them. You could be damaging long-term strategy and long-term strategy for the organization putting on the event, etc. So if we see events as sort of part of this bigger picture, I think that really helps a lot when designing marketing and ultimately designing clear value propositions for people attending. Uh, because at the moment, we believe we're experiencing a lot of pent-up demand, so events are thriving and there's a lot of good news happening. But when it comes to 2023, that's going to be really the test. Can we still have these large audiences attending events and are they still willing to travel? Time will tell, but I think it'll be interesting to consider what strategies uh, in terms of marketing we really need to focus on to make that work. 
Now, networking is another trend that we're looking at. Uh, of course, networking has not is not something new. Events have forever been about networking. But one thing that came up very strongly in our State of Business Events report was that in-person events more than ever are about networking. Uh, we believe that virtual events deliver content very well and according to our data as well, uh, people see virtual events as great for content, but then when it comes to in-person events, it's all about networking and it's all about meeting the right people and going to those events where there's really interesting people to meet. Um, but it's not, you know, leaving that meeting and networking to serendipity and to conversations over drinks, things like that, which are sort of classic um, things at events, cocktail receptions, those kind of things. It's not really enough if we're looking to be very objective and also to be inclusive, right? If we if we want to make sure that the networking is available to people that don't feel comfortable in a maybe a, a networking drinks reception, something like that, or um, the kind of serendipity or sort of being connected to people that can connect you to other people, that doesn't work for everybody. And, and, and there are many ways to make events work for those who are not connected yet and and to have those connections be built at events so liz latham the co-founder of the community project she's one of the leaders in this space in, in rethinking the idea of networking events and how to make that more efficient better for everybody um and really also a lot of her advice is around using content um around networking as well so using content to sort of power networking uh, rather than again go back to the kind of drinks reception or something like that and I know Liz has been uh, doing a lot of work on the community side and also with the Google Experience Institute. And really the whole kind of ultimate goal of, of networking is, is really evolving from networking to belonging and, the, and, and this sense of community. And events have the potential to really build either you know long-term communities that then interact at events or just even instant communities that, that only exist for a short time. But if they feel good, if they feel really productive to participants, then then they're really successful. And I think that's when events really stand out. So um, we're, we're looking at networking with Liz Lathan on Wednesday at the 2023 Events Summit. And of course, you know, that will be recorded and you can catch up on demand. And I highly recommend catching up with that. Liz has been at our events before and her thinking around community and networking is, is outstanding. So I look forward to hearing what she has to say there. <clears throat> So second last is the idea of events being top drivers for revenue growth. Not a new topic per se, but I think there's a lot of nuances to 2023 that, that kind of make it different, make it a little bit special for events uh, in terms of you know how they drive revenue. Of course, here we're talking about using events for sales or events for, for finding, um, you know, finding leads and things like that. Um, but there's there's a number of things happening that that I think are important to point out. There is a general saturation of the market. There are new laws coming out. There's also new rules around cookies. And I know Google has um, announced that they will postpone this slightly, but I think in 2024, cookies will be going away from kind of the internet and a lot of companies relying on cookies and the idea of tracking uh, users across different platforms and devices. And if that's not really a possibility, there's a gap for a lot of companies in terms of finding leads, finding people that might be interested in their products. And this is where I think a lot of companies expect, excuse me, I think a lot of companies expect events to provide, to kind of fill that gap. Um, and so events are probably gonna, 
well, a lot of people are predicting that events will be rejuvenated in a way. And a lot of marketers and a lot of sales teams are going to be looking at events in a different way and making really important data-driven decisions around events, which we think are, is the right way to go. And of course, um, tech companies are the ones that know that space better and know exactly where to start. So uh, Vapav Jain is the CEO and co-founder, sorry, and founder of Hubelo, and he's going to be joining us to talk about this in more detail and to really go into a bit more detail about how event tech platforms can really help with this. Um, I'm looking forward to that session. I think it'll be interesting to understand from a from a tech and kind of founder perspective how that changes and what are the changes that are really going to impact events in 2023 and beyond and last but definitely not least we would we are looking at roi return on investment we're looking at measuring outcomes from events and then you know mapping those out to objectives of events i think really important topic something that we've been talking about in the events industry for a long time i think roi has always been a bit of a mystic art um, and i'm happy that we have jesse gainer joining us the director of growth strategy at cito international to talk about what really counts and what can be counted um, and i think that is that is a really interesting area as we move to more data-driven decisions as we look at events becoming more important in terms of sales but just more sophisticated and, and with a lot of technology happening in the background i think events really need to prove what they're worth and um jesse has some great insights into how to do that uh, particularly around the stuff that c2 does but there are many ways of measuring how events can be successful things like nps scores there's um, anecdotes of, of deals happening there's just satisfaction ratings and things like that but really you know, if you're making an event with a particular goal in mind or if you're attracting attendees and they're registering with a particularly particular goal in mind then if you can track that goal if you can really figure out if those things happen and, and how how well they happened i think that's when really the return on investment from a sponsor perspective or from, from an attendee perspective or participant that's really where things become very clear and i think the whole events and, and meetings industry can benefit from providing clear ROI to sponsors and participants. So really determining what that is and then measuring that in some ways, not always are perfect, but it's always good to have some measurement and figure out how to calculate that. And being able to do that effectively, uh, quickly, and making that part of a business plan for each event, I think is something that hopefully we're moving towards in 2023 for, for the majority of events or at least the larger events. And I think that'll put the industry in a, in a stronger place because when it comes to economic uncertainty, when it comes to challenges around not knowing exactly how events or how important events are going to be to organizations, the more we can prove their value, the, the better we're positioned to do that. So I think this is a very important uh, trend and a very important thing for us to discuss further. So there you have it, nine trends um, that we're looking at. Again, this is the um, the basis of our 2023 Event Trends Summit that's coming up on Wednesday, December the 7th, so in a couple of days. That will be um, recorded and will be available on demand, so you're welcome to join or to register later, even if you're hearing this after that date, and capture a lot of that content with a number, nine different interviews, nine sessions, um, that we're doing with 10 different speakers uh, and experts. And I think that that's where you'll get all that 
core kind of first party uh, information from the experts that are in the field doing the work. So I hope you can join us for that. I hope you, you can make um, that event and, and these kind of trends part of your planning for next year. Uh, we also have the state of business events reports, the last event, that, the, sorry, the last report that we shared that is available on our website all for free. Um, please make sure you download that. There's a lot of great data in there about where we are right now. And of course, also looking ahead to, to what lies in 2023 and beyond. So that's um, where we're going to uh, showcase these, these, these trends and this thinking around this. Uh, and then expect uh, early in 2023 to have a uh, report which will have really the um, the distilling of this, this content, um, the data that we have, and also from other sources from Skift and other sources, we have more data that we're going to collect and we're going to release a report in early January 2023 with all the trends and much more. So look out for that uh, coming with coming to you very soon. So that's all we have this week. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. I hope you found these nine trends interesting and I hope you can join us um, for this event and other events by uh, Skiff Meetings. So take care. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and um, hope you have a great 2023. Hope all the um, predictions are positive and all the outcomes are positive. But of course, a lot of uncertainty at the moment. So hopefully this is helpful for you in looking ahead. Thanks for listening.